Hello guys, welcome to the JK MMA Podcast. I am so excited to be back. You know, like most of us, I haven't been working these last three weeks or so. About three weeks now, I haven't been working. And I was like, hey, I'm going to have a lot more time to do podcasts for everybody. Um, And then I realized um, immediately after I thought that to myself that there would be no fights more than likely (laughs) while I am taking this leave of absence from work because we are closed down because I am non-essential. And then I got real sad, and then um, popped up on my timeline that Dana White bought a private island. It's going to fly all these uh, fighters out to Aruba, wherever the fuck they're going to. I know they're not going to the private island for this fight, but UFC 249 is up and running. Unfortunately, Khabib versus Tony is not on. I'm sure everybody knows that by now. It's now the ninth that was announced uh, back last week around the 2nd or the 3rd. But, um, fortunately for everybody, we got the next best thing, and that is Tony Ferguson versus just Toby, <laughs> Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. My apologies, I'm going to be slipping up a lot in this podcast, not like I normally don't, but a lot more. I don't talk anymore. I don't got no one to talk to. My girl's at work. I'm not talking to anybody while she's away from work. I don't work. I don't have anyone to talk to, so my mouth might be, uh... Not working, as the kids would say. Anyway, we got a fun fight card. Uh, twelve fi- uh, not twelve fights anymore due to Andrade versus Rose Namajunas being uh, pulled from the card. Um, I think they're still trying to find a replacement for Andrade. I'm not sure. Rose pulled out due to personal reasons. Um, haven't really been disclosed by her or her camp. Not a big deal. Hopefully, whatever going on, uh, whatever is going on with Rose. Hopefully, she's okay. Um, but we got eleven. Fun fucking fights. I am excited about every single fight on this card. And we are going to start off at the bottom. Unfortunately, the whole entire card is a pay-per-view. So I know a lot of people like to, hey, you know, I can't afford the pay-per-view. But, hey, I can at least watch the prelims on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, not this time around, unfortunately. But the whole card's a pay-per-view. Anyway, first fight up on the card is Ryan Spann. And smiling Sam Alvey. Um, if you guys don't know who Ryan Spann is, he's kind of getting more well known in the UFC now. He just he um, one of his last victories was against Little Nog, knocked him out in Brazil. Um, if you guys haven't seen that fight, go to Fight Pass, watch that fight. It's a lot of fun. Um, he's a, he's a very powerful powerful guy. It's kind of his power is kind of deceptive. I know a lot of these fighters at 205. Obviously, they're going to be carrying a lot of power, but he, he he's a slow starter and a slow finisher as well, if that makes any sense. Um, he, he just kind of sits and waits for an opening and then counters. Um, good takedown defense, very um, precise striking, uh, a, f- a fun guy to watch. He's got a giant Superman tattoo uh, on the center of his chest, the Superman logo. It's hard not to like this guy. Um, soft-spoken. Um, going to be a real problem uh, in the UFC, but he's fighting a veteran in Mr. Smiling Sam Alvey. He's been in the UFC for about five years now. Um, used to fight at 185 pounds uh, and then moved up to 205. Um, he fought a French, I want to say a French gentleman or a Ukrainian gentleman um, in his first fight at 205 and just knocked him out cold. I've been going back. I've had time. Watching a lot of these guys' fights that I haven't seen before. Um, Sam, th- th- that was actually the first fight I'd ever seen Sam Alvey in. 
um, and uh, made me really like Sam Alvey. Um, it's going to be an interesting fight. Uh, Sam's lost his last three fights, though, unfortunately. He did lose to Little Nog. I know MMA math doesn't match up all the time, but he did lose to Little Nog, and Ryan Spann knocked him out. Sam Alvey got KO'd in that fight. Um, should be a fun matchup, though. I do have Ryan Spann winning, uh, probably by TKO. I'd say somewhere in the first or end of the first, beginning of the second round. Um, eh, you know what? I take that back. I say third round. Um, it's a real uh, veteran in Sam Alvey. I know Little Nog's also a veteran, but he's a little older now that Chin starts to go at some point, so he's going to get knocked out, at, obviously. Um, fun fact, though, about Sam Alvey. Uh, his wife won America's Next Top Model, so con- congratulations, sir, on that uh, next fight. I don't know. By the way, I'm reading these. I I do not know if these fights are in order from top to bottom. Obviously, Gaethje Ferguson's at the top, and that's going to be the main event. I don't know if it's if they're starting off the card or if somebody else is or, if I, you know, mix and match, vice versa. Um, anyway, next fight on the card is Sajara Eubanks versus Sarah Morais. Morais? Morais? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, I thought this was her first fight in the UFC. Uh, apparently Sarah has been in the UFC since 2014. She was, uh, on the fight, uh, she fought Juliana Pena on the Ultimate Fighter, uh, on Ultimate Fighter 18. And uh, lost to her. She's only six and five as a record, as well as Sajara is only four and four and still fights in the UFC. Uh, so both girls three fight losing streak. Um, excuse me, but um, yeah, I've never even heard of this Sarah Morris girl. Um, it's gonna be an interesting fight. Sajara is always a tough, uh, tough customer, even though she's lost her last three fights. She does have a win over Lauren Murphy and two wins over Roxanne Modafferi. Those are both at 120. All three of those wins are at a 125 pounds. Uh, she's now since moved up to 135. I don't know what this fight is because uh, I knew Sajar fought um, Aspen Ladd at 135. And if you guys haven't watched that fight, you guys are going to want to go back and watch that fight. It's an absolute war. It's a great fight. Um, and um, everything I just said about Sajar, about her being a warrior and always bringing the fight. Uh, to the other girl is on display in that fight. She fights a very, very tough girl. Uh, I believe she's ranked number two or three right now in the in the bantamweight division, um, and in my opinion, should probably have the next title shot at 135 pounds um, in Aspen Lad. And she did very good. Um, not a split decision, but a decision loss, unfortunately, there for her. But I'm going to take Sajara by second round TKO. Uh, the next fight, I'm going to say this about every fight, but I'm so excited about this fight. Uh, Kama Worthy versus Michael Johnson. I believe it's going to be at 155 pounds. Um, if you guys don't know who Kama Worthy is, um, he just had this giant knockout in his last fight against a guy that he was a huge underdog against. I can't remember who it was. And um, what made it so much more um, impressive than just a quick uh, first-round knockout against a much higher, not higher ranked opponent, but um, higher skilled opponent, um, according to the Las Vegas odds, is um, he fought nine days prior to that and knocked the other, and that I believe he knocked that guy out. Um, took this, took the fight on short notice. Looked great. 
Um, Kama's striking is very crisp, very clean, very fluid. Um, and then you got Michael Johnson, who hasn't had the best of luck lately, got knocked out the last 45 seconds against Josh, Josh Emmett, um, which he was a fight. He was winning um, up until that point. Unfortunate for him. Um, that was down at 145 pounds, like I said. He looks like he's going up back up to 155. Um, it's going to be a fun fight. Uh, Michael Johnson, uh, as well as Kama Worthy, both have very good striking. Um, both have power. It's they, they look the same, too. <laughs> they look similar. Um, but um, I'm going to take Kama Worthy in this, not because he likes my posts on Instagram from time to time, but... Uh, because I think he's he he's one to look out for at 155 pounds. If you guys haven't watched any of his fights, like I, I've been saying about all these guys, go back and watch them. They're so much fun. And I even just watched Michael Johnson versus just versus Justin Gaethje again. Um, that fight's a lot of fun as well. So go back and watch that. These guys are two warriors. They're gonna scrap it out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and then a very interesting fight at 135 pounds. We have Marlon Chito Vera versus Ray Borg. Um, Ray Borg's missed weight uh, again in his last fight. Won, but missed weight. Um, he looked great in his last two fights after that loss to Demetrius. Then he lost to somebody else after that. Had a bunch of stuff going on with his his um, baby. He looks like he the baby's doing well now. A um, bunch of hospital visits. That was never um, something anybody wants to see. Um, so I've been rooting for him ever since that. Um, but he missed weight. Again, I think that was for the third or fourth time. Not in a row, but still, it's a lot of times missing weight. And it looks like he's moving up to the 135-pound division. That didn't even really dawn on me until I read uh, who he was fighting there. Um, and Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera is on a five-fight win streak right now. Um, has a few TKOs and just a couple submissions. Um, Marlon, if you guys don't know, Marlon Vera is uh, a savage um, in the jiu-jitsu game. Um, I just watched a fight between him and Brad Tavares. I don't think I'm right on that. I can't remember who it was. Fuck, white dude, bald guy. I know that doesn't help much, um, but um, he just he had a Kimura trap on him, and when um, he swung out from it, um, kind of yanked him back in. Then the other guy tried to take him down. Um, ended up snatching that arm and getting almost like a straight arm lock. It was kind of it was like an arm bar from the bottom. It didn't even look tight, but that's just the level of jujitsu from Marlon Vera. It's gonna be a fun fight. They have pretty similar styles, um, except for the jujitsu. Ray Borg, I mean, obviously he's a savage on the ground as well as are all of these guys, but um, not the level of Marlon Vera. But Ray Borg is a wrestler. Um, he always does very well. He tries to mix it up a whole lot. I mean, these two guys are what you expect in mixed martial arts fighters. Um, they're always throwing strikes, uh, looking to get to the clinch, looking to get. To, they're doing. They're mixing it up well. They're doing everything. Um, it's gonna be a fun fight. It's pretty much an even matchup. I don't really know. I I couldn't. If I had to bet my life on it, I would not bet on this fight. Or who say they were gonna win? But um, I would say Marlon Vera is gonna win this fight. I don't usually like it when guys go up. Um, for the first time, especially if they're going to fight a real tough guy like Vera. Um, but you never know. Ray Borg is um, an absolute savage. He he fought for the title at 125 pounds for a reason. Those guys, You don't just get handed those title shots. So, um, But I do have Marlon Vera winning, I'd say, probably by submission later in the fight when the guys are gassed out. And then we got 
Alexander Hernandez versus Omar Marias. Um, Alexander Hernandez, I have not, I don't think he's fought since, um, I want to say he fought, who the fuck did he fight? I got to do some looking up on the fly here, but, um, he fought, everyone knows that fight he had against Donald Cerrone. Hold up, I got to, never mind, that ain't going to work. Against Donald Cerrone. Um, one is his next fight after that in, uh, UFC San Antonio. I think that was the last time he fought. Um, I don't know anything about Omar Marias. Um, I, th- I would assume it's at 155 pounds, but, uh, who the fuck knows? Could it be at 170. It's a short notice fight. Cause I thought Hernandez was scheduled to fight. Um, who was he supposed to be fighting? It was a, a fun fight. One of Khabib's boys. Um, Cannot remember, but um, I do. I'm I'm gonna say Alexander Hernandez is gonna win this fight. Not just not just because um I don't know who who exactly he's fighting, um, but just I think he kind of learned his lesson against Donald Cerrone. You know, don't poke the bear. <laughs> um, that's who he fought, Francisco Trinaldo, and uh, Trinaldo's a goddamn savage. Um, but yeah, I have a uh, Hernandez winning by uh probably by decision i usually don't like uh, hernandez winning by tko he doesn't have a whole lot of knockout finishes on his record a lot of this a lot of decisions submissions as well wow it's surprising but um he did have that huge knockout against Benil dariush which is where he kind of got that notoriety to fight uh cerrone but uh hernandez is a young savage um should be a fun fight um a fight that I think has kind of flown under the radar a little bit, in my opinion. And uh, Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. <coughs> um, Jorgen DeCastro has only had uh, technically two fights in the UFC. He had one fight in um, the Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. And then he just fought Justin Taffa in an amazing knockout win. And um, Melbourne... Um, on the uh, Whitaker, Rom- not Romero, Whitaker um, Adesanya card. Um, he opened up that card as well. Uh, Greg Hardy is just coming off his first loss in the UFC against um, Alexander Volkov, um, which was an absolute fucking mitch ma- mismatch. Um, I don't even know why they made that fight. But um, Hardy did kind of impress me a little bit in that fight. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get finished. Um, he's, he's a big, strong, athletic dude. Uh, Jorgen DeCastro as well, big, strong, and athletic, but, uh, Greg Hardy is, you, I always forget how fucking big Greg Hardy is. You look at him on, on the NFL field, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a big guy, you know, big dude, athletic, so is everybody out there, and then you think, oh, okay, when he steps in the octagon, it's gonna be the same, you know, he usually walks out first, he gets in there, and then when he was in there against Volkov, the only difference in size was their height. I mean, Greg Hardy is a fucking monster. Um, but Jorgen DeCastro is what I call the um, underdog king. He, um, if you guys haven't watched his Contender Series fight, again, go watch it. It says minus 600, plus 600, 650 underdog in that fight um, against some big white dude from Nebraska. who's a high-level wrestler. Um, surprisingly good takedown defense uh, I saw from um, DeCastro in that fight. Um, and ended up TK, uh, TKOing the dude with a fucking leg kick. I mean, absolute savage. His two UFC wins are a leg kick TKO. I don't know who the hell does that other than Jose Aldo. 
and Pedro Hizzo. And a fucking home walk-off home run of a knockout uh, versus Justin Taffa. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Jorgen De Castro to win in this fight, probably by second-round TKO. Um, just because the way I saw Justin Taffa walk in against De Castro um, reminded me of how Greg Hardy stalks down his opponents, hands down, throwing bombs, haymakers. And De Castro, even though he's kind of a chunky dude, um, is very, very fast, deceptively fast, I think. Um, and the power doesn't really get to people before, I mean, before, before people can notice how quick and how agile he actually is, um, get caught sleeping literally and then get slept. Um, it's going to be a fun fight though. Someone's getting knocked out for sure in that fight. And then a fight I thought was super interesting is, uh, Jacare Souza versus Uriah Hall. Um, Jacare went up and fought, um, who did he fight? Uh, Jan Blankowitz, um, at his first fight at 205, didn't go his way. Jan looked fucking great in that fight. Um, and the fight before that at 185, he fought that savage Jack Hermanson and, uh, didn't go his way as well. But, um, excuse me, got allergies, don't got the Rona. Um, but Uriah Hall is, um, someone who people, people kind of forget, um, who Uriah Hall is. I mean, an absolute masterful striker, uh, highlight reel KOs. Of course, that one in uh, the Ultimate Fighter where he did that. It was like a turning sidekick almost. Knockout there is absolutely terrifying. Um, Uriah Hall is a guy I saw fight in Las Vegas at UFC 226 when he fought Paulo Costa. And I was very impressed with how well he handled Paulo Costa. Uh, Costa. Um no, he didn't win that fight. Yes, he did get knocked out. Um, it wasn't a, a it wasn't a one sided beating though. I mean, a, a guy as giant as Paulo Costa is, and I mean Uriah Hall's a big dude too, but he's not he's not that um, that bulk size. He's just more he's thick and muscular, dense dense kind of muscle. He's kind of tall and lanky almost. Um, but uh, he just ended up uh, he got a. Finally got a knockout late in the third round in his last fight. Can't remember who he fought. Um, and it looks like he's trying to make a career resurgence uh, um, of himself a little bit against Jacare. And Jacare could be the guy. It's a big name. Um, he just, he knocked out Chris Weidman recently. I mean, he's still he's still top of the food chain um, as far as the MMA world goes, especially at 185 pounds. Um, the only way I don't see Uriah Hall winning this fight is if it goes to the ground. Uh, if I am Jacare, I do... I, I take down Uriah Hall. I'm not fucking standing with that savage. Um, but Jacare likes to stand and bang, man. You saw it with Chris Weinman. You saw it, you've seen it in all of his fights, man. He just stands and bang. He doesn't really rely on his jiu-jitsu as heavily as some of these jiu-jitsu guys do. And he's just he's an absolute high-level jiu-jitsu guy. I don't know why he doesn't. Um, it's more fun to stand and bang, obviously. So that's probably why your ego as a man gets in the way. But, hey, we all do it. I do it in sparring. I'm not very good, and that's why I get fucked up. Um, but I have Uri Hall winning. Uh, it's second round TKO. Uh, when this fight got announced, I shit my pants and jumped out of the seat. Francis Ngannou versus Jarizno Rosenstrike. Woo! Holy shit. This is an absolute fire fight. 
Um, last time Francis got matched up against somebody that we thought would be a good fight was UFC 226, where I was when I saw him fight. I'm not going to say fight when I saw him dance around the ring with uh, Derek Lewis for 20 for 15 minutes. Um, but that's I don't see that happening again for Ngannou. Uh, and then Rosenstrike obviously um, getting on the map with that giant fucking knockout um, in the last five seconds of the fight against Alistair Overeem. That one where his lip was cut almost from his nose all the way through on his top lip. Um, um, for guys, for you guys who don't know, uh, Rosenstruck is a strike is a uh, a, high, a high level kickboxer. Um, he's a I can't remember what his record is in kickboxing, but you should look it up. It's it, when I saw it, it, it shocked me how good of a kickboxer this guy actually is. And just from seeing his training on Instagram and all that good stuff, um, he's in he he's kind of a thick dude. Kind of has a little bit of belly fat on him. Uh, he looks like he has a fucking six-pack right now. Uh, so he's been training hard for this fight. Francis as well. He's always on the ground with his shirt off trying to get bitches. Um, it's going to be an interesting fight for sure. Someone's getting knocked the fuck out. Um, and I believe that will be Rosenstruck getting knocked out. Uh, Francis Ngano is just I, too much. These last few fights he's had ever since that um, fight against Derek Lewis, it's just like he touches people and the fight's over. It's absolutely insane. You saw it with uh, Curtis Blades. I mean, he hit him with a pretty big overhand right on Blades. But um, you saw it with... Uh, who the fuck did he fight? Uh, Kane Velasquez barely hit him with that uppercut when he was cut when Kane was coming in. And then you saw it with uh, Junior Dos Santos. Um, Dos Santos was running away backwards, which is a horrible idea. And Francis caught him from behind with a um, with a strike there. Um, absolutely unreal, um, but Francis Ngannou probably by first-round knockout. I don't see this fight going more than five minutes. Someone's getting crushed. And then we got good old your boy Jeremy Stevens and uh, Calvin Cater. Um, Calvin Cater is coming off a fight versus a beat. Uh, Magomed Sheripov. I love saying that dude's last name. Looks like Abraham Lincoln. Anyway, um, and absolutely impressed the fuck out of me in that fight. I mean, he's kind of getting beat up for those fir that first round. Second round, he started finding his groove a little bit, and then that boxing from Calvin Cater came in handy in that third round. If that fight's five rounds, I don't see Zabit making it out of there. Um, Cater's an absolute savage. I love watching him fight. His fights are never boring, and that goes as well for Jeremy Stevens. Uh, dude loves to box. These dudes don't throw a whole lot, a lot of kicks. You're going to see an absolute firefight in there. Um, I have Calvin Cater winning by uh, TKO against Jeremy Stevens um, late in the third round, or if he doesn't um, get the, get him out of there, um, I believe he will win by a unanimous decision um, against Jeremy Stevens. It's going to be an absolute firefight as well. This is exactly this is what I mean about this card, guys. This fight is fucking insane. These card this card's awesome. From the lower the lower fights to the main event, it, it's in every fight. Um, that's matched up here is absolutely amazing in my opinion. And then um, you got an interesting fight here between Vicente Luque and Nico Price. Um, Nico Price I is an absolute savage. Um, one of the only two upkick KOs in the UFC comes from him when he knocked out James Vick um, in James Vick's first fight at 170. And then uh, Vicente Luque is coming off a couple of tough fights. Um, one against Mike Perry. Uh, which he won. I thought he lost, but won that fight. Tough fight either way. And then he got dis absolutely dismantled um, by 
Stephen Thompson um, in his last fight, which was fairly recently. I think that was a few months ago. Um, I'd like to see him take more time off, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to save Vicente Luque by TKO against Nico Price. Um, the striking of Luque is very good. He has very good Muay Thai as well as Price. Um, but not not to the level of Luke and Price doesn't really like taking guys down a whole lot, which might be um, the death of him in this fight, unless he decides to wrestle a little bit. But uh, yeah, Vicente Luque by TKO. And then we get to our main event of the evening, Tony Ferguson versus Justin the Highlight Gaethje. God damn it. If, this, if it wasn't for Khabib being at 155 pounds, this is absolutely the fight to make. Uh, for these two guys, absolute savages. Tony Ferguson never stops moving forward. Justin Gaethje never stops moving forward. These two guys are absolute savages. Um, Justin Gaethje did have an interview recently with Brad Akimoto, um, saying that <laughs> he's like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, I only have a good 14, 15 minutes in me, and then anything past that, don't Tony Ferguson's more than likely going to win. Um, and I like the honesty from Justin Gaethje. Uh, Tony Ferguson knows what he's going to get from him, though. Um, an absolute screaming banshee for 15 minutes. Justin Gaethje is going to come out of the gates hot, and he won't stop until he gets a finish or he gets finished. This guy is so much fun to watch, guys. I do not know why he's not as giant of a star as he should be. He should be right up there with him and Conor McGregor are is an absolutely fantastic fucking fight. If no if, any MMA fan, if you say you don't want to see that fight, get out of my home. I don't want you in here. You're garbage. This guy is so much fun to watch. Everybody wants every all the casual fans want to watch knockouts, but they don't. They don't know Justin Gaethje. They know Conor McGregor. Yeah, he knocks guys out too. Knocks them out quick sometimes, but. Not with the aggressiveness as Justin Gaethje. He is not as precise as Connor, but God damn it, he hits so fucking hard. I was watching him and Michael Johnson today, and just the way his punches sound when they land are preposterous. They're absolutely insane. But Tony Ferguson doesn't give a flying fuck how hard you hit him. He's going to keep moving forward. He, you're going to rock him. He's going to do an Eminari roll. He's going to try to tear your knee apart. He's going to slice you up with elbows. He's going to slice you up with knees. He's going to try to submit you from every which way you can possibly imagine. Tony Ferguson, El Kukui is an absolutely perfect name nickname for you, sir. You are an absolute savage. Nobody fucking wants to fight you except for Khabib and Justin Gaethje. Those are the only two guys you see calling you out. You don't even see Justin Gaethje calling you out. Because Justin Gaethje even said that you're fucking scary. This fight is so much fun. I am so disappointed we don't get Khabib and Tony. But this is, but God damn it, this is the next best thing. Um, I think Justin Gaethje is gonna get the win in this though, and let me explain to you why. Um, I watched him versus Anthony Pettis, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis. Tony Ferguson leaves his hands down a lot, and he got caught twice with two big overhand rights. What does Justin Gaethje like to throw? Overhand rights, uppercuts, leg kicks. This is just a bad matchup for Tony Ferguson. The only advantage I have here for Tony Ferguson um, is, I mean, not the only advantage, but a big advantage here for Tony Ferguson is he's been training for a five-round fight. Justin Gaethje has not been. 
and the weight cut might be tough for Gaethje as well. Um, this is going to be a phenomenal fight. I have Justin Gaethje winning by knockout probably in the second round. I think it's going to be too much for Tony. Um, he's going to hit him right on the chin with that overhand right, that left hook, that right hook. I mean, Gaethje knocked out Barbosa with a left hook while Barbosa was running backwards. Clipped him with a left hook and knocked him out cold. Who the fuck does that to Barbosa? Nobody. Justin Gaethje, in my opinion, is the guy to beat Khabib. People forget Justin Gaethje was, an, was a wrestler at Oklahoma State. Division I All-American. He does not use his wrestling. He is not scared of Khabib's wrestling. It's a different level. It's not a higher level than Khabib, but it's different than what Khabib's seen in the octagon. He's never faced anybody that can counter his wrestling. Except for maybe Ally Aquinta, but even then, he got a hold of him a lot and mauled the shit out of him. But I think Justin Gaethje is the hidden secret in pl- the uh, what do you call it? Hidden in plain sight secret to beat Khabib, and I think he's going to win the interim title against here, here against Tony Ferguson. Another fun fact, though, if Tony does end up winning, uh, he will be the only fighter in UFC history to hold an interim title twice. That's how cursed this fight is. <laughs> Absolutely insane. It's going to be a fun fight card. I don't know about you guys, but I am so fucking excited. To finally have the UFC back. Dana bought that private island. He said the UFC is now back up and running as of April 18th. Normal schedule. I'm so happy. Tired of being stuck up in this fucking house. I want to watch some fucking live sports. Been watching reruns of the World Series. That's how bad it's gotten. I've been watching that NASCAR E-Series. It's fucking boring. But that's all I got. So I'm so excited. The fights are back on. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. It's good to be back. I hope I can do these more now that the fights are back up and going. I hope it stays this way. Please, God, please, God, keep the fights going. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great one. Bye.